Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. I mentioned in my introduction to the book of Hebrews that there is a school of thought that says the entire book of Hebrews was written as a commentary on Psalm 110. Now, I'm going to read Psalm 110 in a moment, but let me just particularly point you to this. The first verse of Psalm 110 was used by Jesus when he was trying to explain to the religious leaders that he was the son of David in one respect, but he was the Lord of David in another respect. And so, therefore, they were looking for something different than who he actually was. And so he quoted from Psalm 110, verse 1, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Jesus himself quoted that, and that verse is used repeatedly in the New Testament as a proof text for who Jesus is. Well, it's quoted within the book of Hebrews over and over again, as is verse 4 of Psalm 110, which says, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We're about to read uh, Hebrews chapter 5 after I read Psalm 110, which is only seven verses. But Hebrews chapter 5 makes several references to Jesus being a priest like Melchizedek. This comes directly from Psalm 110. So let me read uh, Psalm 110, which is written by David, verse 1 through 7. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on the day of battle. Arrayed in holy splendor, your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. He will drink from a brook along the way, and so he will lift his head high. Now, Hebrews chapter 5, and keep in mind the Melchizedek references. Every high priest is selected from among the people and appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins as well. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he himself is subject to weaknesses. This is why he has offered sacrifices for his own sins as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. 
We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, still being an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So we're getting the comparison between the Old Testament high priest and Jesus as our high priest in the context of this chapter. Reading verse 1, Every high priest is selected from among the people and appointed to represent the people in matters related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. And so the Old Testament high priest was a human being. He was subject to weaknesses. He had to offer sacrifices for his own sins because he was a sinner, as well as offering sacrifices for the people. And he didn't name himself the high priest, but God called him as the high priest. And so the contrast to Jesus, verse 5, in the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of being a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son, today I have become your father. And in another place, he says, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, Jesus, as the high priest like Melchizedek. I want to just focus on that a moment. Remember again, Psalm 110, verse 4, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. It's a psalm that David wrote about his descendant in the flesh that would come and rule and reign as the Messiah. He was to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Now, who is this Melchizedek? Melchizedek, of course, is mentioned in Genesis. He's the priest of Jerusalem. He is the king of Jerusalem. He's both a king and a priest. So in that respect, he is a type of Christ who is both king and high priest. The Bible says of him that he was so great, Abraham offered him tithes. But the point that this text, Hebrews, is trying to make was that he was not an Aaronic priest. He was a priest of Yahweh. But he didn't come through the Levitical priesthood, descended from Levi, etc., descended from Aaron within the family of Levi. This priest, Melchizedek, was of a different order of priesthood. And so the writer of Hebrews is telling us that it was prophesied by David that another would come who would be David's Lord, and he would be of the same order of Melchizedek, not a high priest like Aaron was, but a different high priest. And so Hebrews, over and over again, makes this argument that Jesus is the fulfillment of Psalm 110. Jesus is the one who will sit at the Lord's right hand until his enemies are made a footstool, and Jesus is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And so, once again, verse 6, he says in another place of Jesus, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, for the rest of Hebrews, we'll come back to this many times, but I want to just leave that for now. Now, in verse 7, we, we find out that Jesus learned to obey as a human being. And what's being told to us is that just as Jesus had to learn to obey, 
You and I must learn to obey. This is the key to maturity, to growing up in God. So verse 7, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Now imagine that. He was the Son of God, but he didn't come and operate as the Son of God. He operated as a man, the Son of Man. And so he had to suffer and learn obedience, just like you and I have to learn obedience. Jesus himself learned obedience. He was never sinful and found disobedient, but he had to learn what it meant to be obedient. Why? Because for all of the endless ages or whatever preceded ages, he was God himself. There was no one to be obedient to. He was God indeed, just as assuredly as the Father was. And so coming as a man, he had to learn obedience in relation to the Father, in relation to the Holy Spirit. And he did learn that. He became the perfect sacrifice by virtue of his obedience and what he later suffered. So verse 9, once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And he was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So there it is again. He was operating as a man, but he was called to the priesthood of Melchizedek, not the priesthood of Zadok, not the priesthood of Aaron, not the priesthood of Levi, but the priesthood of Melchizedek. And so this Jesus was offered a different priesthood, as are you and I. Now, it shifts gears a little bit, but the writer says that he has much to say about this order of Melchizedek, and we're going to come back to that. But then he shifts gears, and he says, by this time, you ought to be teachers, but some of you are still needing the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. He calls these elementary truths spiritual milk and not solid food. And he says, anyone who lives on milk is still an infant, not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. And so the teachings about righteousness are equated to solid food. Verse 14, but solid food is for the mature. Now, this righteousness, the writer of Hebrews is talking about obedience and holiness. It's for the mature who have trained themselves through the constant use of the word and constant uh, interaction with the Lord, constant prayer, to be righteous and obedient in the things of God. They've grown up. You know, you hear people, I'm a pastor, and you hear people from time to time say, they'll come in and visit our church, and uh, they'll tell me, oh, well, I was in such and such a church, but I wasn't getting fed there any longer. Have you ever heard that, my friends? They're actually testifying to their own immaturity, because the Bible says that when you're mature, you have, you've come to the point where you're able to feed yourself. And so we need, as believers, yes, there's a time when we're new believers, where we need to be spiritually fed. But once you begin to mature, you're able to obtain from God's Word beyond the elementary truths of salvation. You're able to obtain those things for the mature that teach you what the Bible says, uh, the solid food, not milk. This is about righteousness, holiness, holy living here, holy living in eternity. When I say holy, I mean Christ-like living now and in the life to come. So we need to grow up, friends. Yes, there's a time for the elementary truths of God's Word. There's a time when new believers need the milk. But there's a time to grow up, and I think this generation of the church has far too many spiritual infants who need to progress on to solid food of righteousness, holiness, 
kingdom living and right standing with God. Lord, we thank you that Jesus learned to obey, and we recognize the teaching that we too must learn to obey. Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. And Lord, we sometimes suffer different things in this life, and yet we pray for the grace to obey you. Help us, Lord, to move toward righteousness and the solid food that's for the mature in Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.